And we knew that, as you mentioned, there was a gap in funding for women entrepreneurs in general, uh, but specifically for social entrepreneurs. And for, for your audience members that may not be familiar with what a social entrepreneur is, um, it, it's basically uh, social entrepreneurship is a way of doing business that benefits people in the community. And that's often by uh, employing the disadvantaged, employing pe- empowering people to take positive steps towards self-reliance or you know, sharing products and or profits with people in need. We believe that when investments are made in women, those investments have a multiplying effect um, because not only does it change their life, but the lives of their families and the lives of their communities. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Powering Up, our cross-generational, cross-cultural podcast about leadership, power, and gender through a female lens. I'm Ann Doyle, author of Powering Up, How America's Women Achievers Become Leaders. And my co-host, Monica, is a little bit under the weather today, so she will be back with us next week. But um, in studio with me and on the phone, uh, I have two young entrepreneurs who are turning their dreams of solving a social problem into actual scalable businesses. And they're doing it with uh, the financial support and business mentoring from a brand new initiative called Her Impact, which is a new female business owner-focused initiative of the Ford Fund, the philanthropic arm of one of my former companies, the Ford Motor Company. Um, and, um, you know, that, that, that kind of support that her impact was created to give is absolutely essential because new businesses start with great ideas, but they need money and they need business expertise to survive. And so um, before we introduce our three guests, I want to give you listeners, I mean, a little sense of why programs specifically designed to turbocharge women-owned businesses are so important. Just listen to this fact. According to the 2018 State of Women-Owned Business Report, women now own 40% of all businesses in the United States, but they receive just 2.2% of the available venture capital funding. I'm going to repeat that, only 2.2%. So let's talk about this. And um, let me introduce our visionaries, our entrepreneurs, uh, who are some of the first to um, win the opportunity to get this kind of support from Ford Motor Company. Uh, and the competition for this, uh, these first Her Impact um, funds and mentoring is very, very fierce. So in the studio here... Um, Brittany, Brittany, um, Brittany Rhodes, yes, and and then on the phone is um, Ariel Johnson. And Brittany, I know that you are an absolute math whiz <laughs> because you <laughs> you majored in it and you earned your MBA at Carnegie Mellon University, mm-hmm. and you created Black Girl Mathjik. You said it perfectly. Did I? Mm-hmm. Thank you. It's a very cool name, um, which is a direct-to-consumer subscription service aimed at increasing math skills and confidence among young black girls. What a great idea. Welcome, Brittany. Thank you for having me. Okay, we're going to get into that, but also Ariel Johnson, who's on the phone with us, 
who founded Fierce Staffing and also a nonprofit that connects young mothers with the support they need for success. And Ariel, you know from personal experience how important that is because I understand that you became a single mother as a college sophomore, but that didn't stop you. You went on to earn your master's in public administration from the University of Michigan. Welcome, Ariel. Thank you. Okay, and joining us from Washington, D.C., is the woman who gets to lead the Her Impact program, uh, Yasel Cabrera, Community Relations Manager for Ford Motor Company. Yasel, are you with us? I'm with you. Thank you for having me, Anne. Okay, so let's start with you, Yasel. Um, how does this Her Impact program work, and what led the Ford Fund to decide to um, create it? So the program actually started back in 2017, and it was in coordination with the Michigan Women's Foundation, now known as the Michigan Women's Forward. Ah. And it really came about after a conversation that we had. Um, I was speaking to Carolyn Casson, the president of Michigan Women's Forward, and we were just kind of talking about the needs of the community. And at the moment, we were supporting an entrepreneurship uh, program. Uh, specific for women, but we really wanted to focus on social entrepreneurs. And we knew that, as you mentioned, there was a gap in funding for women entrepreneurs in general, uh, but specifically for social entrepreneurs. And for for your audience members that may not be familiar with what a social entrepreneur is, um, it, it's basically uh, social entrepreneurship is a way of doing business that benefits people in the community, and that's often by uh, employing the disadvantaged, employing pe- empowering people to take positive steps towards self-reliance, or you know, sharing products and or profits with people in need. So, we really saw a need specifically in Detroit for a program that would one provide the coaching, mentoring, and sort of technical assistance for these women-led social enterprises, and then of course the, you know, capital, um, because everybody needs capital for their business. And, and that's how this initiative came about. And at the time, it was called um, Empower Her. But uh, over the years, it, it has changed to Her Impact. Uh, we started it in Detroit. We took it to D.C. And then now we're actually in Miami with the initiative. So it's been a really great initiative. Um, but, you know, started in, in Detroit in 2017. Well, we're going to circle back with you to find out what's going to happen next in terms of in Miami. But um, I want to understand, before we talk to the two winners of uh, some of these first funds in the program, um, how did how did you select? I mean, I know you had kind of a competition. Isn't that right? Yes. So the way that the program works is we, we kick it off with a day-long entrepreneurship summit. Um, it's uh, free of charge. Uh, for not just women, but anyone that wants to learn more about how to start or grow their social enterprise. Um, and after that competition, we, uh, we have a series of workshops, webinars, and different online tools and resources that are provided to anyone that wants to learn more about uh, entrepreneurship. And then the uh, sort of culmination of the program is a pitch competition in which finalists can compete to win up to $50,000 in cash prizes for their enterprises. 
Okay, and we have two of those winners with us. And um, Brittany, I'm going to start with you. Um, tell us about your Black Girl Mathjic idea and business. Sure. So the first thing I do want to make clear, um, I know the name implies that it is only for black girls, but it's not. It is for all girls who are looking to build their math confidence in a fun and engaging way. There is, number one, the name is a play on the popular term black girl magic, which came into our vernacular about six years ago. So it was just a natural transition to this name when I was thinking of names. And then also um, black girls face unique racial and gender biases in math and STEM education. Um, you know, there's there's the, the race issue and then there's the gender issue with girls constantly feeling um, less than in their math abilities than boys, though the data shows that they typically do about the same. Um, and so looking at the intersection of that and being a black woman myself, I wanted to create a solution where black girls could very clearly see themselves as learners and doers of math. So... The actual product is, as you mentioned before, it's a monthly subscription box. So we pick a different theme every month that girls can relate to. Shopping, hanging out at the movies, the doctors, and just show them the math that is inherent in all of these everyday activities in their lived experiences. So each box features a math activity booklet based on the theme, three to five items to make the theme come to life. A profile of a woman mathematician is really, which is really how we pick the theme because it's the woman's profession that like creates a real, the theme. You're talking like a real woman, yeah. a real person for them yeah. to see women doing this work. That's is that right? right. This month, actually for November, we featured a woman I went to college with who was also a math major with me who is a pediatrician. And it was a whole themed box around going to the doctor and the math that doctors use to do their jobs well. Then we also include a math affirmation. And then last but what not least. What is that, a math affirmation? Yeah, so it's like, you know you know how there's affirmations like you wake up in the morning. Some people, you know, put recite. Put them on your mirror, Yeah, right? you put them on your mirror or you, like on um, the show Being Mary Jane, she has sticky notes all around her bed in her house with these different affirmations and positive sayings. So we just put a spin on that and make them related to math. So, for first, example, the other yeah, first one I did was I am a math person. There you go. That's it. It's That's just on a little simple. postcard, and the girls can put them in their journals or their binders or on their mirrors, and every day they can say, I am a math person. So, it's just really reframing how they interact and perceive their connection and their ability to math, especially in a world that consistently tells girls that math and these other things that are considered male are not for them. So there's a different uh, math affirmation every month. Custom stickers. So we work with a local artist who does our stickers. And then last but not least, a caring adult guide for the parents because we know a lot of parents, especially moms have brought their own math anxiety from their childhood into their adulthood and sometimes they're inadvertently passing that anxiety and trauma along to their children and it's uniquely positioned around math like there's not really reading anxiety or social studies anxiety or geography (laughs) it's math and the reason why we just I decided to focus on math number one that's my background but also because you know, our, our nation is really focused on STEM, right? Science, technology, engineering, and math is the buzzword. It's the hot ticket thing. It's we, every, all the kids need to be ready for STEM careers, STEM majors, it's STEM, STEM, STEM. And if the children are not, do not have the basic math, so I'm not talking about like algebra, or calculus, or geometry, or, you know, trig, basics, fractions, decimals, negative numbers, um, 
all of those things, if they don't have the mastery in those basics, mm-hmm. they cannot engage in any STEM major or career period because mm-hmm. math is the foundation of every other STEM subject. Mm-hmm. Physics what, what is 90% age? math. Yeah, but yeah. What, what age are you uh, targeted here? Yeah, so I initially I was focused on age, but as I got deeper into building this out, I realized I was more focused on grade level. So I've been oh, a okay. math tutor and a coach for over 15 years, and uh-huh. I work with a lot of students who – are in ninth, tenth, eleventh grade. However, yeah, their math skills are more on sixth, okay. fifth, fourth. So we focus on third to eighth grade math level. That's the foundation. That's foundational math. That's the basic math you need, whether you want to go into STEM or whether you want to be a cashier at Walmart. Right. Yeah. Though that is the math you need to live life well. So we have a third to fifth grade box and a sixth to eighth grade box. Mm-hmm. You know, and I love the idea of you actually including in that package, that box that they get, um, you know, real world examples mm-hmm. of women who are doing this work. And, you know, I just returned from the Global Conference of the International Women's Forum, and they inducted into their Hall of Fame two women who just won the Nobel Prize. Do you know? One won it it for physics and the other won it for chemistry. Yes. A Canadian and an American woman. And they were fabulous. And you would think of them as incredible nerds. They were hysterical. Their speeches (laughs) were awesome. So you can be really great at math and be a really fun person, too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to talk to Ariel Johnson right now and hear about um, your business. Um, Ariel, now, clear up for me and for our listeners. Now, I know you founded Fierce Staffing a number of years ago, but is your social entrepreneurship um, work related to something further that came out of your work founding that business? Yes. So, um, as you mentioned, when I became a mom uh, at Michigan State University, um, I was surrounded by a lot of women that kind of created a positive social network of women for me to be able to um, get through college and to start my career in the hospitality industry. Um, so as a result, in 2012, I founded Fierce Empowerment, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that supports women and girls um, in all ways. We initially started out with just supporting teen moms. So actually, Fierce Staffing came from my work um, through Fierce Empowerment. And us being exposed to the substantial barriers that exist for women being able to get jobs that pay a livable wage um, in, in workforce development in the city of Detroit. And so, um, in the short, fierce staffing kind of combines my professional career in the hospitality industry with my love and commitment to my community um, with my nonprofit, Fierce Empowerment. So Fierce Staffing is a LLC for-profit company, mm-hmm. and my Fierce Empowerment is a nonprofit. And tell us a little bit about how Fierce Empowerment works, because that's the one that won the attention and the support of Ford's Her Impact program. Well, well actually, Fierce, Fierce Staffing won, um, oh, okay. won the program. And so Fierce Staffing, we work with um, different workforce development programs, uh, different nonprofit organizations in the city of Detroit. Um, the um, labor force participation rate in Detroit right now is at 53.4%. And those are individuals who are not even looking for work and included in the in, in the workforce. Um, and that number usually has um, a large correlation to um, high poverty rates, um, high rates of an elderly population, and um, low educational attainment. And so we wanted to make sure that we were educating and investing um, in workforce development here in the city of Detroit. And since my background was in the hospitality industry, 
we chose that industry, um, but also because um, to be successful in hospitality, you don't have to have a college degree. You don't have to um, have a large amount of experience. You really just need a desire to work. And so uh, we were training individuals in what it means to be a server, um, to work in major events, um, to work in a hotel. And then not, we also would staff them in those actual opportunities. And so that's how we make um, our funds is by staffing to large restaurants, staffing to big events, and um, paying a livable wage. We pay all of the individuals who work for us a minimum of $14 an hour. Um, and then we also continue to connect them to wraparound support services, which are normally a barrier to getting to work. Mm-hmm. You know, college is hard enough. But, you know, yeah. to become a, a young mother <laughs> and a single mother, um, <laughs> when you're trying to get through college, um, and obviously you did not let that stop you. And uh, not only did you graduate from college, you went on and earned your master's. So what was the kind of support that you had that made that possible for you? So uh, some really rock star women. Um, I actually had a professor that, um, that gave me my first job. And then uh, the individual who um, actually supervised me on the job, her and her daughters would babysit in the evenings for me to be able to go to class. Um, the Michigan State University Student Parents on a Mission group that operates outside of the Family Resource Center um, would do everything from giving us Christmas um, during a hard time at Christmas to uh, access to food banks and actual funding to be able to pay for child care which for an infant at that time, Dorian was six months old, can be up to $230 per week. Yeah. And so providing funding for us to be able to get that child care. And those are significant barriers that even uh, individuals who are long past college still struggle. Um, even well-to-do middle-class families, um, child care expenses are a big barrier to going to work. And so um, the Family Resource Center at Michigan State and Student Parents on a Mission um, that constant mentorship and give us a call when you're having a challenge. Don't drop out of school. Mm-hmm. Give us a call first um, and let us know what your barriers are um, before you decide, decide to give it up. Um, that was very significant for me, and I just um, had to imagine what it would be like for the girls who were like me from Detroit if they had that type of support system back home. Right, and that's what this program is all about. So, Yaselle, um I know this is just beginning um, what's what's Ford's thinking about what's next? So the cadence of the program has been um, to have both the entrepreneurship summit and the pitch competition uh, to the two times in a row. So in the cities that we've taken this initiative to, we have been able to invest a hundred thousand dollars in actual prizes mm-hmm. uh, as part of the pitch competitions. For the women, in addition to the entrepreneurship summit and all the other non-cash resources, so um, you know, since we launched the program in 2017, um, we have had more than 100 social entrepreneurs uh, attend the summits um, in each city. Uh, we've also, uh, as I said, invested more than $200,000. In each of in all of the cities that we've brought the initiative to, and we really want to just grow that and and be able to take this initiative to as many cities across the U.S. as possible. As I mentioned, mm-hmm. we recently launched the program in Miami, um, and for next year, um, we're even looking at the possibility of taking the program to um, uh, international, um, which as a global foundation. 
um, just makes perfect sense for us to be able to do that. But and, um, well, but, what's the what's yeah. the website? How can people who are listening to this uh, get in touch with you and hear more about this program? Sure. So their website is uh, herimpact.net. Herimpact.net. Brittany, what did that money and help from Ford, Ford and Ford's Her Impact yes. program? What did it mean to you? So this was the this was the very first pitch competition I entered. And when I entered Black Girl Math, it was literally an idea. I had no boxes. I had no customers. It was just, oh, that would be really cool. So for her impact, they were the first initial outside validation of the idea. Mm. You know, my friends thought it was nice. You know, my husband and my mom are like, oh, that's a great idea. But I'm like, I need some more validation to see if this could really work in the marketplace. Right. And for them to give me a chance when, again, it was just an idea, that meant the world. And the funding was so critical because initially I knew I needed to do a beta test. But at some point, because I felt like I was taking too long to get it to market, I was like, I'm just going to skip the test. Like, we're just going to put it out there and see what happens. And then one of my really good friends who is, um, he works as a strategist at a very large advertising agency. He's like, no, you need, you need to do a beta test. Uh-huh. What is a beta test for anybody so, listening? Yes, great question. <laughs> Sorry, I did not explain not that Not everyone earlier. knows what that is. Right. So a beta test is a where you sample your product or service with a small number of folks to get their initial thoughts and reactions. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people will see apps that say beta on them. And that means that mm-hmm. it is not a fully it. fleshed out app yet. Mm-hmm. They're testing it to see what bugs are in it, what kinks, what kind of, what's the customer experience. How can they go in and figure out the bugs and then fix them and then actually roll it out and launch it to the world. So you did that. I did that. I t- so I had the funds. So the, the her yeah. impact helped you. Gave me the be- funds because, because my beta tests and people do them different ways. I didn't feel like it made sense for me to charge people for boxes because I was asking them for their feedback. I was asking for their time. I was asking for them to test it. So I had to purchase all of the boxes, all of the materials. And I can see them here. They're really cool. And they weren't, they didn't even look like that at first. Yeah. It's been (laughs) through some iterations. You evolve your business, right? Yeah. So I had, thanks to her impact, I had the funding I needed to test this thing, to work out the kinks, to see what moms and daughters and aunts and nieces and godmothers and god goddaughters thought figure out what they would want to pay for it right um what did you think of the mix of the items of the lessons i write all the math activities myself like were they were they confusing did she understand them so really getting all of those ifs what ifs and what do you thinks out of the way so that when we actually launched we were launching a product that had been tested okay it's just if you build it they will come because they might not always come (laughs) <laughs> All right. And now it's there. So how do people get in touch with you for your business yes. and your product? So we are, I'm on Facebook on and on Instagram, Black Girl Math Jig. So Math Jig is spelled M-A-T-H-G-I-C. And then also my website is almost ready. I believe it will be ready 
by the time perhaps that this podcast airs <laughs> and it'll just be blackgirlmathjig.com. I currently sell my boxes on basically an Etsy for subscription boxes. So it's a marketplace. Okay. Um, and if people want to go on there right away, it's just, it's a bitly. So it's just bit.ly backslash blackgirlmathjig. Okay. And Ariel, same question to you. How did um, this kind of financial and um, mentoring kind of support from Ford help you with your business? Fierce empowerment. Um, So what I think was very significant after we finished um, this competition is I was able to join, uh, well, to be inducted as a a Tory Burch Fellow and go to New York and train um, there um, with uh, 50 other entrepreneurs from around the country um, and just kind of the experience of getting through this pitch competition, the mentorship, and kind of the ways to look at our cost of doing business and how we um, articulate our financial needs really empowered me to be able to go to New York confidently um, and, and, and continue to go through that fellowship um, successfully as well. Um, after that, we also used a lot of the funds to support getting recruitment help. So a big thing with staffing is it's great to get the contract, but if we're not successfully recruiting and getting individuals trained, then we still can't fulfill the expectations of the contract. And so I was able to um, get support from uh, Manito Reeser, who uh, does all of our HR um, operations and and help there in getting some solid um, recruitment strategy going there. Um, And we were able to execute um, a lot of the major events that we supported um, such as Major League Soccer All-Star and um, the MLS Cup. And so um, those are just a few things. This year has been um, just amazing. And the support that Michigan Women Forward has given my business, in addition to support, um, her impact from the social media um, and the promotion to just the continued mentorship, um, has just been <laughs> amazing. So I'm very grateful. And is your business primarily in Detroit? We are primarily in Detroit. Um, We have traveled for those major events. Um, We do a lot of our our work here, but then we'll travel for those those major events, and we make sure that we're still connecting with the communities when we travel. So we'll work with the local universities, um, local organizations, to make sure we're still recruiting from those local communities. Um, However, the bulk of our work is done here, um, here in Detroit. Okay, and how can people get in touch with you? Um, so on all social media, we are at Fear Staffing, and um, on the web, we are fearstaffingservices.com. Okay, and um, Ariel, <laughs> <laughs> what anything else you'd like to say? And then I've got another question about you personally before we wrap up here. But is there any other point about the program you want to make? Um, I just really, what I love most about Fierce is that we address the whole person. Um, we have tried to combat uh, tons of barriers by finding innovative ways to, to solve problems and also connect um, women and girls to resources. Um, a lot of the jobs we give are not just for women and girls. We allow men as well because they are a part of, a part of the household and they make a life. I mean, um, a part of the, the lives for women and girls. And so yeah. um, just in all the work that you do, um, regardless if you're building cars, if you're um, – sending out amazing math boxes to young people, <laughs> you're amazing. Just always think, keep that whole person in mind and address the whole person and everything that you do. So um, that's all. 
Yes, and Ariel, you just made me think of something because I I <laughs> failed to give the the Michigan Women Forward shout out. So mm. I am so glad that you mentioned that um, because because of the training that we had to have to even be in this pitch competition. So we got a pitch coach and we had to write a business plan or if you you already have one written, you had to update it. The pitching coaching that I received has allowed me to go on and win about four other pitch competitions. Wow. Yes. Grants. Oh, there you go. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to be like you, girl. So <laughs> that when it's time to get ready for these other competitions, there's not much I have to change because in terms of what I'm going to say, just based on what maybe they mentioned as the criteria for the competition, I go in and make a little, a few tweaks. But my coach that I got through Michigan Women for, her name is Drusilla. She was amazing. So, and then I also had the opportunity to present, to participate in Michigan Women Forward's on Woman Up and Grow, I believe seven week free entrepreneurship training cohort where we actually met um, Ariel's HR HR help, um, Manito, and other folks who they would bring in someone different every week to speak to us about different parts of the business. So one week somebody's coming to speak about finance. One week somebody's coming to speak about HR. One week somebody's coming to speak about, speak about marketing. And the relationships and the connections we built from that opportunity as well. Um, I'm just really grateful for Michigan Women Forward. And as Ariel mentioned, men and boys are just as important. So <laughs> next year we are going to be rolling out a boy box. There you go. So <laughs> there you go. I wanted to add that before we before we end it today. Absolutely. Yourself, how does it make you feel to listen to these two young women that uh, you know you're making a difference in, in their lives and what they're bringing to other people in the community? It's, it's incredible. I mean, I really... A lot of people ask us why, why, why do we support this initiative? Why is the Ford Fund interested in helping women entrepreneurs? And and really, the the reason for us is we believe that when investments are made in women, those investments have a multiplying effect um, because not only does it change their life, but the lives of their families and the lives of their communities. And I'm just so proud of both Ariel and Brittany for everything that they've accomplished since they were. Uh, participating in the initiative. And what I love to hear from them is, and this really is the goal of this initiative, is even after they won the competition, they're still part of this ecosystem of women supporting each other, coaching each other, mentoring each other. And uh, it's not it's not over. Um, you know, just because they went through the program and, and they won the pitch competition, it doesn't mean that we're never going to hear from them or they're never going to hear from us again. Um, we are continuing to support each other and empower each other, and that is really the goal of her impact. And, you know, that kind of support uh, is really priceless. And, and you mentioned the financial commitment that Ford Motor Company has made through her impact, but uh, you can't even put a, a value, a dollar value yet, on that additional mentoring and training and support that is also part of the program. Isn't that right? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's it's a key part of the program. And obviously, you know, everybody talks about the capital. Of course, all businesses yep. need capital. And it's a, it's a very important part of the program. But I think the, the coaching and the mentoring is as important, if not more. Um, and just having that network of women that are supporting each other uh, is really the special part of her impact. So I'm really, really glad to hear from both Ariel and Brittany and, 
and hear that they're still very connected to uh, Michigan Women Forward and, and the ecosystem in Detroit and just wish nothing but the best for, for them in the future. And I know they're going to do great things in Detroit. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and Yasel, um, I read you're originally from Cuba. Is that right? I am. I was. Tell born us in Cuba. a little bit about um, your journey that brought you from Cuba to now um, a, a fantastic position um, working for Ford Motor Company uh, out of Washington D.C. Yeah. So I was born in Cuba, and uh, my parents are were political refugees. Uh, we came when I was about four or five years old. Um, settled in Miami, and um, you know it was it was tough. Um, immigrants didn't speak the language, um, but they, you know, lived out the American dream. They were able to purchase a home and put both their daughters through college. So I'm very, very proud of my parents and the sacrifices that they made uh, in order to give my sister and I a, a better life. And so um went to college, uh, University of Tampa. I studied political science. And of course, Settled here in D.C. after that because there's nowhere else to go if you study political science. <laughs> um, and that's how I sort of, that's how my journey in the nonprofit sector began here in Washington, D.C., working for an organization that, that did advocacy uh, for immigration in the Hispanic community and um, found Ford that way Um and, and uh, did a couple stints in Miami and, and other places. I worked in corporate social responsibility after I worked for many years in the nonprofit sector. And uh, I was living in Miami when uh, the opportunity at Ford came about. And at first I was hesitant to leave Miami for Detroit, um, as you can imagine. But <laughs> Oh, you're, so you're based in Detroit now, is that right? Or no, you're... no, I'm, I'm now back in D.C. Oh, okay. But I did live in Detroit for about three years. Um, and it was a, it was a great time. I love Detroit. Um, it's such a, such a city that has just a, amazing people that are really trying to, um, do great things for their city and their community and, and really trying to revitalize and, and reinvigorate their community. And so I have a lot of respect for the city of Detroit and for the, for the people of Detroit. Wonderful time there. Uh, but then there was an opportunity for me to come to D.C., and I've been here now for two years. So your story, uh, as you put it, is all about your parents um, wanting to give their daughters the opportunity to live the American dream, and um, you're now getting to help others do that, too. That's right. All right. That's right. It's all about paying it back. It's all about paying it back. Well, thank you, Yasel Cabrera, Community Affairs Manager at Ford Motor Company, for the great work you are doing to support women business owners through the Her Impact program. Uh, and good luck with your fantastic businesses. Entrepreneur Brittany Rhodes, founder of Black Girl Math Jick, and Ariel Johnson, founder of Fierce Staffing. Thank you, everybody, for being with us. Thank you for having Thank us, Anne. Thank you. Now, when we wrap up here, which is going to be in just a minute, I want you to, to join me with me as we say, let's all go power up. But first, I want to just make a comment because um, our podcast and the Motor City Women Studios in Detroit, where we record our uh, podcasts, are all about amplifying the voices of women. And I cannot not mention the stunning examples we just saw 
of women leaders uh, in our country courageously raising their voices when they were asked by the U.S. Congress to testify during the historic and globally televised impeachment hearings that have been going on in our country. And uh, Dr. Fiona Hill was stunning, brilliant, a bit brash. Um, I've joined the Dr. Fiona Hill fan club, which is trending on Twitter, by the way. If you didn't get a chance to watch her, um, do yourself a favor and um, watch her on YouTube. Uh, And the same thing with Ambassador Marie Ivanovich. Um, there were two other, there were four women testifying among the 12 witnesses. And, um, you know, the Washington Post wrote about them, and I want to quote them. And they said, what we saw, thanks to their incredible talent and composure, was a broadening of how we define leadership in the national security and foreign service community. It was a very proud moment for women. And uh, it really were, they were very powerful examples of brilliant, um, courageous women raising their voices and doing wonderful work. And that's really what my podcast is all about. And that's what all of you, what you're all about, and all about women supporting other women with men as our fantastic allies. (laughs) Okay? So thank you for joining us at uh, Powering Up. Uh, Have a good week, everyone. I'm Ann Doyle. Thanks for joining us at Powering Up. We hope you'll subscribe and share us with your network. And Monica and I would love to hear from you through the Powering Up Women Facebook page or at LDR on Twitter. And remember, power is the currency for getting things done. Claim yours and put it to work.